You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to On Point with Victor. Uh, this, uh, this show is, is like all my shows, uh, is going to be based in common sense and logic. Um, you, you are tuned in to America's Web Radio, by the way, and I am Victor Armendariz. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, just look up Radio Victor, at least for Twitter and Instagram. If you look up Radio Victor, you'll find me. Uh, I'd love to have you follow me. Uh, that's how I take listener questions. So, um, I love to be challenged. You know, not, not everybody's going to agree with me. Um, you know, I know it's hard to believe. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, follow me on those, you know, during the show, I will take questions. Um, w- w- just shoot me over the message or the question, uh, or comment, uh, to, to uh, uh, Radio Victor on Instagram and Twitter. And again, you can look up Victor Armadares and you'll find me on Facebook. Um, so again, this show is, is going to involve common sense and logic. Uh, I, I'm not beholden to a letter D. I'm not beholden to a letter R. Um, if, if, you know, we get, I get asked all the time by people, well, where do you stand? Where do you fall? And if I had to label myself, I would probably say a conservative libertarian. And, uh, you know, we can get into reasons why, uh, at some points, uh, in future shows. Uh, but, uh, but again, I, I, the last thing you should ever do is be beholden to a, pol- a political party blindly. Uh, be beholden with them just because of a letter. Uh, too far, far, far too many people in this country uh, will go out and vote down ticket for the letter D uh, or the letter R. And, and, and a lot of times it's the letter D. Uh, you know, I've been active in politics for a while and I've been to a lot of uh, a lot of places, a lot of events, uh, Republican and Democrat. And I've been to Republican events and not one time. Has anyone ever looked out at the crowd and said, just vote R? And I can, but on the other side, I've been to Democrat event after Democrat event where the host or, or some person that's at that event will, will look at everyone and say, don't even worry about whose name is on the ticket. Just find that letter D and vote down ticket. Well, that's awful. You're giving away the power of your vote when you do that. You're giving away any say you have. You become a Myrmidon at that point. Um, and trust me, folks, you don't want that. Uh, the best thing about our form of government is being able to change the leadership, to be able to change the direction of this country just by clicking the button at the ballot box. And if you're sitting in an area that's been downtrodden or an area that, that's just has no – you haven't seen improvement. Oh, let's see, South Chicago – um, South Atlanta, uh, when, when you see places like this or you live in a place like that and you don't see improvement and then you ask yourself, well, who are our leaders, our political leaders? And those political leaders for 30, for 40, for 60 years have been Democrats and your current leaders are all Democrats, not a Republican in sight for miles and miles. And all of those problems, and then you go into the next election, and what do you do? You vote for the same people that have been there for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Now, how on earth can you look at me and tell me that it's someone else's fault? Because it's not. And this is part of the personal responsibility that comes with being an individual. And the minute you give up your individuality, 
is the minute that you lose who you are. You lose the power that you have. And I don't care if you're black, white, brown, yellow, what red, uh, or, or pretend to be uh, something like Elizabeth Warren does. I don't care where you are, what your background. And let me tell you something. Conservatism, libertarianism doesn't see color. The only party in this country that sees color is the Democrat Party. And, and don't take my word for it. Just start really paying attention to what you're hearing. Every bill or every legislation or every comment that the Democrats are putting out of late usually involves mentioning some type of color. And, and how they do it is they create victimhood. And when you create victimhood, you create division. And when you create division, you create dependency. So, so this is you know, the reason why I say this is because I get asked a lot because I am Hispanic. For those of you who who are not familiar with me, um, my heritage is Mexican, Mexican Spanish. I have family from Spain. I have a lot of family from Mexico. My father was born in Mexico. Um, I, I I I have that background, and people ask me all the time, "How dare you be conservative, or how dare you be libertarian conservative?" Um, I get that all the time. How dare you vote Republican? You know, when I ran for Congress, I ran as a Republican. And, uh, boy, the backlash I caught from the Hispanic community. Uh, It's ridiculous because they're basing things on color when at the same time they try and look at me and tell me they don't base anything on color. Uh, You know, it's ridiculous. And and I figured it out. You know, I was a liberal growing up. I was a liberal in college. But about halfway through college, I made a transformation. And it wasn't that I made the transformation over to republicanism. I made the transition to individualism. I made the transition to, hey, you know, my dad telling me all those years that I'm going to be successful because of me, not because of someone else, not because of a political party. I will be successful because of me. Well, that started to resonate when I got into about midway through college. And and that's what turned me to individuality. That's what turned me to start questioning things instead of being a follower. And let me tell you, since then, I've never been a follower. Um, and I would just implore you, as you listen to my show, um, understand where I'm coming from. Because I'm coming from this, again, with logic and common sense. I am not coming from this as a victimhood. And let me tell you, for those of you who don't know me, not only that I grow up being of the Hispanic origin, uh, I grew up, by the time I got to high school, well, let's face it, by the time I was in seventh grade, I was about as tall as I was going to get. I, I am all of five foot three if I'm wearing the right shoes. Um, so I could claim victimhood all over the place. Uh, it wasn't easy going through high school and college being two feet shorter than the rest of the people around. It wasn't easy going out with my friends being two feet shorter than all of my friends. Uh, it wasn't easy dating girls that were two feet taller than me. <laughs> In fact, my lovely, lovely, lovely bride is about two feet taller than me. <laughs> so, okay, maybe not two feet. Uh, but my point is, is it's easy to be a victim. And, and, and if, if you learn anything, anything from me by tuning into my show on point with Victor is, is don't be a victim. You have control over that. Don't let anyone look at you and tell you that you're a victim or that you need to depend on someone else or you need to depend on daddy government. That's the worst thing you can do. And then why? Because you're giving up all of your power. Uh, and, and we in this country, we the people, you truly, truly have the power. There's no politician in Washington right now that 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 truly should have more power than you. Now, I know there's a lot of abusive of governments going on right now, and, and, and we need to take that back. But we as the people can. 
We really, really can. Uh, every person in Washington that's an elected official is a representative that we, the people, sent. And sometimes they have to be reminded of that. And when you look at today's Democrat Party, they are out trying to form the elitist class. Uh, every bill that they propose is for you, the peasant, you, the ruling class, not the elite class. So you got to keep that in mind, too. Uh, again, it touches back on the individuality thing. Every every bill, every minimum wage requirement, every working wage requirement proposal, I should say, um, every uh, health care for all proposal, every um, I mean, you name it. But everything that the Democrats are proposing that should be free, uh, they're telling you should be free or, or that you should be subject to does not apply to them. Show me a Democrat official whose child goes to a public school doesn't happen, folks. They go to private schools. Show me a Democrat who was under uh, the rules of Obamacare. doesn't happen. They, they were able to get the, the gold, 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 platinum, platinum, platinum plan. They didn't have to go through the qualifications and be dealt the um, silver plan or, or, or the bronze plan or whatever cheap plan was out there that you were going to be stuck to. Um, it, it, it's ridiculous. But, but these are just some of the things that, that – that we will delve into over the course of developing this show. Again, you're tuned into America's Web Radio. Uh, this is on point with Victor. I am Victor Armendariz. Um, we'll have you know every week. I'll bring different topics and we can discuss different things and and I'll have different segments. We'll have fun with this and and I'll have uh, on some good 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 guests. In fact, coming up later, uh, I'm going to have the guru of all gurus uh, in the terms of lawyer gurus, uh, Mark the Shark, and, and we're going to delve into some things. Um, but you know, it's 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 there's just so much going on right now. Um, it it I, I don't even know where to start. But what I will do, and and what I want you guys to come to expect, is uh, I will start to show off with uh, the topic rundown. And so let's get into that right now. Today's topic rundown uh, with on point with Victor. So, first, we have Cortez and her chief of staff. So it looks like that they may be, have been funneling money from the campaign, from the Cortez campaign, and this is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, otherwise known as Occasional Cortex. Uh, it looks like she's funneling money or, had fun, or did funnel money to her chief of staff's private business. Uh, it doesn't get any more illegal than that. Not only are you not supposed to use campaign funds and, or move them to a private business – you're not supposed to have association with a PAC. And it looks like the Cortez and her chief of staff were not only involved in a PAC, but they were involved in, the, well, of course, the campaign. Those two are not supposed to communicate with each other. So this, this has got um, pretty bad, uh, you know, written all over it. Uh, it. It does crack me up that Little Miss Socialist looks like she's got herself into some hot water. Uh, so that that's uh, – that's something that as we get more details, you know, again, you know, here on this show, we don't jump to conclusions. Uh, so we, we will get more details and we'll see what happens. But it's not looking good so far based on the information I've seen. Uh, so number two in topic run, rundown, uh, Rand Paul. Now, I'll have to let me insert something here. Um, I like Rand Paul. Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky uh, is a, I like him. He's a good guy. Uh, I, I know him. I, I've, I don't know him well. I have met him a couple of times. I had breakfast with him, with him and his wife, Kelly, a few years ago. Uh, we talked politics. We talked about all kinds of things, uh, including the fair tax, which he is a supporter of. 
I wish he would push it uh, more, but uh, but that's okay. Maybe maybe uh, in the next couple of years. Um, uh, but but I, I, I want to preface this, or the reason why I'm prefacing this with I, I, I like Rand Paul. I don't mind Rand Paul. We disagree sometimes, but that's okay. That's the beauty of this country, and that's why I said don't be married to a D or an R um, because you, you can support someone or, or a cause or a party without supporting every little thing that they say. Uh, but Rand Paul has come out against the uh, emergency action that uh, President Trump is taking uh, in, in regards to the border. Um, look, I, I disagree with him. Um, if you look at the, 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 the national emergency statute, uh, President Trump is in perfect, perfect, um, within the law to, to do what he, he can do. He is not breaking any laws. He's not bastardizing the Constitution. He is only doing what, what was afforded to him by the very Congress that's trying to take away, take it away from him. Um, so uh, let's, just d- think about that for a little bit, and I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to the topic rundown. We are gonna have to go. Boy, time flies flying. We're gonna go to our first break, so you hang on there. Uh, you are tuned into America's Web Radio with On Point with Victor. We will be right back. Happy Oregon homeownership is the result of a good working relationship between the home buyer and their realtor. Make buying your Oregon home a fun and rewarding experience. Get our free guide to happy Oregon homeownership. Act now. Limited availability. Free at realoregonhomes.com. That's realoregonhomes.com. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on americaswebradio.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. Uh, America's Web Radio, you're tuned in to On Point with Victor. Uh, listen, we're, I, 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 I love this, and I love that you guys are listening. Uh, thanks again so much. And I, and I want to thank all the new listeners out there. Um, I just got a message on how, how can people find me. So, uh, so once again, Radio Victor on Twitter, Radio Victor on uh, Instagram. Uh, find me, follow me, you'll enjoy it. Uh, you can also look me up on Facebook. I, I'm also on the Facebook. Um, so where I left off was Rand Paul, and uh, this is my topic rundown here on uh, on point with Victor. Uh, and and hang in there, folks. I'm going to go through this this uh, rundown here on the topics, and then I'm going to bring in uh, the guru of gurus of lawyers, and that's Mark the Shock. So uh, Mark, I know you're on, so hang on tight, and I'm going to come to you in a sec. 
Um, so we talked about Rand, and, and like I said, we don't have to agree with everything. I do like Rand. He, he is going against the national emergency. I understand where he's coming from. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, I, in this instance, I do disagree with, with Rand Paul. And, and we'll get into to the national emergency thing in, in just a few with, uh, with Mark the Shark. Um, so topic rundown number three, uh, Congressman Nadler. I mean, this congressman has lost his freaking mind, um, uh, along with co- Congressman Shift. I mean, Adam Shift has lost his mind quite a long time ago. He, Adam Shift is is has been so caught up into this uh, this business about the fake Russia collusion. Um, hey, hang on a second, folks. I'm going to check real quick and see if we have Mark. Do you okay, have? Okay, let's just see if uh, we we do. Mark, can you hear us? I can hear you. <laughs> excellent. Okay, All right, Mark, excellent. Well, Mark, hang on a second. I'm going to finish a couple of thoughts here, and then uh, I want you to come roaring in because, uh, as I was telling the folks, uh, you are the guru of guru lawyers, and uh, we're, we're going to get on some, uh, some topics here in just a few minutes. So stand by, Mark. Standing by. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, so, so, Mark, what I was telling everybody was I'm going through the topic rundown, and, and number three was Congressman Nadler. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy's lost his mind. He's right up there with Adam Schiff. Now, Adam Schiff, Congressman Schiff is, is uh, just let me put this in perspective. This guy, now that the Mueller investigation isn't going to, it looks like it's not going to put out any fruit uh, on the Russia collusion hoax, and they're not going to be able to use the Mueller report to impeach Trump. So now Adam Schiff and Nadler have shifted to, well, we're just going to subpoena the world until we find something on Trump. And, and what they're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is waste millions and millions of dollars to investigate, investigate, investigate until they find or make up a crime uh, that they can go then say, well, we need to impeach Trump. And, and make no mistake, if they're in the long haul for this. They're in for the long haul. If they can't in, impeach him before 2020, they will try and impeach him in 2021. Uh, so it, it's ridiculous. And not only that, Adam Schiff has been caught on the phone, taped, l- making a negotiation with, with a Russian operative. Now, granted, this was a Russian operative who was, who was a fake Russian operative. This was staged just to show how the Democrats would would gladly welcome Russia uh, intrusion or Russia collusion. But Adam Schiff is on tape, a Democrat congressman. He's on tape talking to a supposed Russian um, activist or or agent uh, who who said he had dirt on Trump, and he offered it to Schiff, and Schiff was all too happy to take it. So so just keep that in mind. But uh, Congressman Nadler. Is all uh, this guy is another Democrat who is unleashing unleashing subpoena hell on innocent American citizens? And he's going to waste, like I said before, millions of dollars going into this erroneous, ridiculous accusation of so-called Russia collusion, so they can investigate, investigate, and make things up until they somehow figure out a way to throw out Trump. So it's annoying, annoying, annoying. Is is, is all I can say. So uh, number four on topic rundown, uh, Michael Cohen. Uh, this this absolute clown show that went on last week uh, was just an absolute ridiculous waste of time. Um, let's let's all right. Look, Michael Cohen. A com- he, this man is convicted of lying to Congress, and what happens? The Democrats give him royal treatment, bring him back into the House, back into the Congress as their star witness. A convicted 
liar. A known liar is the Democrat star witness. So what does that tell you about their case? Uh, and then my fifth and final topic uh, for the rundown this morning, or I'm sorry, this afternoon, is Lanny Davis. Um, you want to know who wrote Cohen's opening and closing statements? Look no further than the Clinton sycophant of all sycophants, Lanny Davis. Um, I, I mean, this guy... It, 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 he convinced weak need uh, Congressman Ellis to have this charade last week, um, and he did it because him and his little buddy Hillary Clinton cannot accept the fact that they lost an election. And, and make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, they know they lost the election. If the Democrats truly, truly thought that the election was stolen from them then they would be nominating Hillary Clinton for 2020. They would owe it to her. If they truly believed that Hillary Clinton somehow lost by nefarious reasons, then they would be pushing her to be the nominee, and they would have told everyone else, you're out, and they would have fixed it again just like they fixed it in 2018, I'm sorry, 2016 against Bernie Sanders. But that's not what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. Like I've said before, you always look at the actions of Democrats. And the fact that they're not pushing Hillary, in fact, they're doing quite the opposite. They've basically told Hillary, you have no place in this party anymore. We don't want you running, and we're going to do everything to make sure you don't run. That's because they know she lost. Uh, and that's how you, the American people, should realize that she lost. They don't believe a minute of this Russia hoax. They know that she lost. And again, if they thought there was a Russian hoax, they'd be pushing Hillary so she could get her due process, so to speak. Um Okay, I want to go right now to Mark. Mark, are you there? Oh, oh Mark, if we lost you, uh, call back, buddy. Um, it's not a matter of that. I think uh, he went. Oh, <laughs> well, we'll see if we. are still connected. It's just he's not connected. Oh, well, we don't know. Maybe I need to have old Mark uh, hang up and try calling in again. Um, Mark, are you there? Well, we don't know what's happened to Mark. <laughs> well, you know, in the, in the business of radio, you just never know what's going to happen. And sometimes the phones do not cooperate. Uh, we're going to work to try to get Mark back. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you'll just uh, be patient, uh, we will uh, continue to work to get uh, to get Mark back on the phone. I, I want to bring back Mark on because he's... He's, uh, you know, we call him Mark the Shark. Uh, he is a uh, an awesome lawyer up in New York. Uh, he he's the, uh, I believe he heads up the FOP uh, law law wing or the wing of the FOP that uh, that that the the counsel for the FOP. Um, Mark, he he really uh, he's a big factor for them. Uh, so I want to I want to make sure we we hopefully get him back because I it, it's just. What I want to go over is is this the national the emergency. Uh, <laughs> I'm stumbling over myself now. Um, the Emergency Statue Act. I want to get into that a little bit, and I want to get into it with Mark because of his law mind. Um, if you look, you know, back the 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 Congress afforded the president this power. Um, it is it is not an amendment, but it is a a, uh, a statue, and the um, the Congress. Uh, created this statue in 1974. Um, so basically, what's happening is Congress is giving the president, or they gave the president, the powers of having a national emergency declaration. And now, today's Democrats 
are are trying to take that power away from him and and, and it's really quite amazing to see them do this um, because when when you have a, a house and a senate and they agree to give a president this 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 power um and then you have uh my goodness since 1976 um all the previous presidents have used it obama used it i believe 12 or 13 times um uh, george bush used it a few times uh, i know uh, reagan used it carter used it uh so it's nothing new for a president to declare a national emergency. Now, when Obama used it, you never heard once that he was using it. You never heard um, a, a complaint. You, you never the media didn't lose their minds over it. So um, it, it's quite laughable to see them lose their minds now. So if 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 it's a bad idea, then the Congress needs to repeal the statue. It's as simple as that. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have checks and balances. Um, because that's why we have three branches of government, um, to the amazement of Cortez. Um, so let me pause here for a minute. Mark, are you there? I hope I'm there. Can you hear me now? I got you, Mark. I got All you. Right. Uh, so, Mark, I, I was just going over. Did, did you hear any of the topic rundowns, Mark? Yes, I did. Excellent. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, I do want to get into the Cohen, uh, that, that whole clown <laughs> show. But before we do that... Um, can we talk a little bit about the um, the emergency statute clause, the, the national emergency, and, and and how President Trump has every right, just as his predecessors, to declare a national emergency? Yeah, you basically have what's the, – the statute came into effect, I believe it was in 1976, and they gave the president pretty broad powers. And to date, it's been invoked approximately 100 different uh, occasions. I think actually I take that back. It's about 100. Uh, let me go to 58, and it's there's a basically about 100 statutes I should say that are available for a declaration to be invoked. All right, and what Trump actually did is he invoked on the without getting into the weeds. It's 10 U.S.C. 12302, which authorizes Department of Defense officials to uh, basically ready reserves and active duty and address a national emergency, and that's been done in the past. He also, he basically has to give a reason as to why he made that determination. And he's done that pretty much at this point. He sent 5,000 troops down to the border. Now, anyone who's come back from the border who's been there can tell you that not only is it an emergency, it's a humanitarian crisis, okay? You have some very serious problems down there in terms of trafficking, in terms of assault on the women who are being trafficked. You know, hey, Mark. Can I, can I pause you for a second? Um, and and I and I don't want to be one of those hosts that interrupts. But I just you just brought up a point that I have got to comment on: human trafficking. Mark, how often do we hear the Democrats say, "Oh, woe are the children! Woe are the, the you know the poor poor children!" Right, but it's only poor- on this side of the border. They forgot the mm-hmm. other side That's of the equation. Exactly. And and just this past weekend, Mark, there was a lady who was an, an illegal alien or illegal immigrant. Uh, who was trying to come over, who was taken by um, the cartel types. Uh, she was taken by the, the coyotes, let's say, to, to help her, supposedly help her come over. You know what they did, Mark? They put, because they have holding houses where they'll put a ton of these immigrants in or, or immigrant wannabes um, or immigrant, immigrant hopefuls. They'll put them in a house. They took this lady who was early 30s, made her cook for everyone, 
And then after they got, um, you know, she was doing her cooking duties, a couple of guys took her upstairs in a room, and they just took turns on this lady. And she told the story. And, and Mark, this is the stuff that's going on that the lamestream media will not tell, talk about. They will not cover. They will not report it. Because and it doesn't fit what they are the putting out there. Exactly. So, so, so you're so right, uh, Mark. Uh, President Trump ha- has shown, and I think he needs to probably find this lady and, and maybe bring her to the Rose Garden. Here's the problem um, with the, with the so, Republicans. Well, hey, Mark, hang on one second. Actually, uh, believe it or not, we're up on uh, our uh, next break. So okay. you hang on there, Mark. And ladies and gentlemen, you hold on. You're listening to On Point with Victor. We will be right back. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back. You're listening to On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio, uh, and this is the place you're going to get common sense and logic and nothing else. Well, you might get a little bit of fun and occasionally a little hyperbole, but that's only to make people laugh. I will always bring it back to common sense and logic, and I'm never going to let the Democrats' use of hyperbole uh, get in the way of the truth. Um, I'm on. Uh, I have on the phone right now, Mark the Shark, uh, the guru of gurus of lawyerism. Uh, Mark, uh, I, we were talking about the uh, the emergency statute, uh, the national emergency statute, and and how it came into effect in '74. And uh, you were talking about how the Congress put in that statute that the President of the United States, in order to declare a national emergency, has to give a reason why. And you were going over some very good reasons on, on that Trump has given. So I just want you to pick it up from there. Yeah, I mean, he has, and basically what he set forth is there's four different reasons. First of all is the human trafficking. That was one of his big points. I mean, anybody who says, oh, my God, we should let them in, look at how they're suffering. The problem is they suffer before they get here, but it seems to be the Democratic equation is always missing the right side, <laughs> which is the answer. Mm-hmm. It's only on the left side that they have the problem. They don't want to solve the problem. They just want the problem because they use that in their governance. They use that against the people of the United States. They use that to turn your head and say, hey, see, look, look, look. But that's not the answer. The answer's on the other side. So what they're doing is they're basically saying to Trump, you can't declare an emergency because there is no. First of all, it was made up. Now they're saying by the end of this year, we'll have about 800,000 illegal immigrants in this country. Now, you've got to look at what the cost is, first of all. And that's, how about the cost in human suffering? And that's new immigrants, not the ones yeah. that are already here. Oh, no, no. You have 20 to 30 million. We have no idea, quite frankly, how mm-hmm. many are here. They surmise 
although a lot of them are voting in California, but they surmise that there's 20 to 30 million here. But the bottom line is this, is that I would tell you honestly, and I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, if you think I'm wrong, if these were conservative voters, that problem by the Democrats would be solved in 20 minutes. Oh, Mark, uh, <laughs> I've said before, if, if the Democrats thought for a second that illegal immigrants or illegal aliens were coming over to this country and going to vote Republican or conservative, that wall would be built by Pelosi and Schumer themselves, and it would be built in a week. Yep. Actually, I was going to just tell you, I updated, I, I just looked at my notes here. I got, there was 60 national emergencies declared since the National Emergency Act was passed in '76. And there's still, still, it's either 31 or 32 national emergencies still going on. Oh, that are still in 31 that are going on, and with Trump is now makes 32. Mm -hmm. And you never heard anything about that. Not a word. Oh my God, the 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 way the Democrats are going to try to attack this, and here's the other problem I have is the Democrats have taken everything to the liberal ninth circuit. Did you, Mm you basically? The judiciary has lost its mind in the Ninth Circuit, or the Ninth mm-hmm. Circus, as we call well, it. Well, that's why we call it the Ninth Circus. And they basically, no matter what it is, if it has Trump's name attached to it as a defendant, it's done. It's good. Hey, we, we don't care what the law says. We don't care what the Constitution says, that old raggedy document. <laughs> that, okay? that old so, living, breathing document. Yeah, they're going to, the founders of this country were absolutely brilliant and timeless. But when we go back to this, they are going to say the power of the purse was given to Congress, but a mind was given to the president for the executive branch to make decisions. Okay? And there's that fungible, spongy amount of money in between. But to declare a national emergency, Congress is going to have to defund the government. What are they going to do, close it down again? Hmm. You know, they are going to go, at, listen, no matter what he does, and we've talked about this before, is if he cured cancer, they'd, they'd balk at all the doctors he put out of work. Oh, absolutely. You uh, know, if he walked on water, they'd say Trump can't swim. Trump can't swim. Yeah, so, you, you know, Mark, it, you, you bring up, I mean, it's, it's a great point, and, and earlier I, I mentioned that uh, Rand Paul is, is coming out as one of the Republicans against the national emergency. He and, won't be playing golf with Trump again, I'll bet. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know... Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make up because I, I like I said, I, I can, I can kind of understand. Knowing knowing Trump, I don't think he's surprised by Rand Paul's. Exactly, position. which is that's to my bigger point. Um, if you look at Rand Paul, it's 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 not surprising that he's coming out against the national emergency. I understand why some of the other Republicans are because they're afraid of precedents. Well, I I said it uh, two weeks ago, and Trump said it this uh, past weekend at CPAC. Um, Look, if you're worried about precedent, and, and, and again, maybe we should be worried about it a little bit, but if you think that's going to stop the Democrats, then you're out of your mind. Yeah, um, well, I can tell you this much. is Nobody was worried about precedent when Barack Obama dropped off a couple billion dollars in Iran in the middle of the night in an unmarked plane. Amen to that. And that, nobody was worried about precedent mm-hmm. when Bill Clinton met with the uh, attorney general who was investigating his wife. On the okay, tarmac. Talk about precedent. Absolutely. So that's okay. that's and my point. here's a precedent for you. Let's go serve subpoenas on everybody because we mm. think there's a crime going on. I think that's what they call what is that word? Uh, dictatorship. Di- that's right. Dictatorship, tyrannical. Oh man, I can't even say it now. But a tyrannical <laughs> government. That's exactly what it is, Mark. And and I touched on that earlier. Um, you've got Thomas Paine was right. 
Oh yeah, read all those papers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and and you know what, Mark? That's great. You bring that up. Um, if you ever want a good read out there about the American government, read some of the Federalist Papers and, and read some of the writings of uh, not just Thomas Paine but uh, Alexander Hamilton and Jefferson and read what they were thinking uh, before they put together the Constitution and, and you'll get a big insight to the country. But but you're so right about um, this, this you know, Trump calls it a witch hunt, and, and it is. And, Mark, you mentioned that they're, they're – they're supposed. They're looking for a supposed crime. Well, Mark, I'll tell you, they know there's no crime. They're hoping See, to they've, create a crime. They've now right. They've now shifted gears because for two years now and thirty some million dollars of our taxpayer dollars that they've wasted. Okay, they were counting on Mueller coming back with ha ha, the smoking gun. <laughs> well, guess what? Not only wasn't there a smoking gun, there were no bullets, and there was never any target. There wasn't even a firing cap. Okay? The only target in that whole investigation was Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay, and most of these guys got convicted of crimes before they were ever near him. Okay, or what they call process crimes, which are simply I told the wrong story or I, I mixed facts up. Especially Flynn. Boy, did he get bamboozled. <laughs> But let me not go there. But the the problem is here is that you now have a weaponized Congress, and that is really scary. That's real scary going forward because they basically have paralyzed this government for two years. Now, I'll tell you, did you ever hear about Trump declaring, you know, basically what what they call the inner city zones? Did you ever hear about that? Mark, I I love it that you bring that up. In fact, Mark, um, 8,700. 8,700 of these uh, zones have been created. Yeah, and what? who does that help? That helps the Democratic base. He's the first president to actually address what's going on in the inner cities. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they call these opportunity zones, and uh, I'm actually going to get to that uh, yeah, a little bit later. Opportunity and Revitalization Council. Yep. Um, uh, I think Ben Carson is in charge of that. Is in, I believe he is. I, um, I believe so. I think you're right. Yeah, uh, I think... He's got Ben Carson, he's got Wilbur Ross, mm-hmm. uh, Steve Mnuchin, and they, they're basically, what they've done is they've said, hey, private investors, come into these opportunity zones, mm-hmm. and you hold your investments for at least 10 years, and you'll pay zero capital gain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So he's using the power of intelligence, which is <laughs> not known well in well, you know, Washington. Intelligence and common sense and logic, and but there, uh, we're going to get to a segment a little later called "What What Would I Say to Trump, Mark?" And that's that's one of them. So I'm so glad you touched on that. Uh, the yep. opportunities, and, and you were hitting Nadler before. Nadler's been an idiot for thirty years. <laughs> He's been well, an idiot for thirty years. Well, How he represents New York and gets reelected uh, is beyond belief. Was, if you if you came to New York, you'd understand. I was going to say, Mark, once again. You are, um, your wonderful state of New York has put out another, uh, I mean, it, it's bad enough with Cortez, it's bad enough with Schumer, it's bad enough with Gillibrand. Uh, now we gotta deal with Nadler too, but you're right, you've been dealing with Nadler for 30 plus years. Yeah, he, he's been after Trump for 30 years. Mm-hmm. You know, some say it's jealousy, some said it's a, it's a, you know, triumph over personality. Listen, you can't argue with success, and that's what they're trying to do. So what do you do? You go after every, see, if you listen to what the Democrats are saying, Nadler, if you listen to uh, Maxine Waters, she's sprung a leak somewhere, <laughs> several of them, but I think uh, and AOC the least. <laughs> you know, basically, they come out with a conclusion. They don't tell you, we got some facts here, look at what the facts say. We have a conclusion, and now we're going to go looking for the facts. 
And well, it just doesn't make any sense. Even in a criminal investigation, that's not the way you do business, and that's they're quasi-criminal. They're going after an impeachment here. Well, what they've done, Mark, you mentioned it earlier, and they're, they're weaponizing the Congress. Well, look, we, we talked about precedents. Well, what about the precedents that Obama and his DOJ set? His Department of Justice is, is the one that started uh, weaponizing the FBI. They weaponized the IRS. This stuff happened under the Obama years. And, and look, I, I, I'm not trying to be one of those that says, let's just go you know, throw dirt on Obama for a while. But it's a fact, and you're going to get facts and common sense here. Again, ladies and gentlemen, it's on the point with Victor. Um, you're going to get facts here. And, and under eight years of Obama, he weaponized the IRS. He weaponized uh, the, F, the FBI, he, he, the Department of Justice. And, Mark, you mentioned it earlier. Um, you, you, they're, just, they're going after Trump because they don't like him. They're going after Trump the, because they the lost. Here's the problem I have. You want to investigate Russian collusion. Where's the other? Remember that equation? Yeah. What's the other side of the equation? What happened to the Hillary people? They five of them got immunity for nothing. Well, how do you investigate criminally somebody if you give everybody around them who has information immunity for nothing? Remember the movie Mark, where uh, just just pay no attention to what I have in this hand, but just, but just look look what I have over here. Uh, it, it's it's exact. That's exactly what the Democrats. That's exactly what Mueller did. Uh, he everything was. Um, a, a pretend crime or, or made up something or some kind of hoax while everything they were looking for with Trump actually happened uh, with Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation well, and you, the uranium you know that deals. Manafort got committed of tax crimes okay 12 years before but yeah. for Hillary going back to 2016 that's way that's ancient history yeah so Mark real quick let's I want to just to go back to the national emergency I uh, just had a listener who sent this in so, uh, under Obama, declared national emergency, aid to Libya. Declared national emergency, aid to Yemen. Declared national emergency, aid to Ukraine. Aid to uh, Burundi. Aid to Somalia. Aid to Venezuela. Aid to South Sudan. Aid to Central America. That's was, that was just Obama national emergencies. And yep. right now, Donald Trump has declared aid to America. But notice the difference. It's America. Right. That's the bit. That's that it's exactly not our tax what I was dollars going offshore somewhere to mm-hmm. some country that we're never going to hear from, and we—they're probably going to hate us whether we give them money or not. Oh, absolutely! It's been going on for years. But but you're right. The point is that Donald Trump has come out with a national emergency, and he can show every day why it is a national emergency, and it's to protect the American people, and somehow this is not legal. Somehow he's abusing the Constitution. That's what the Democrats are saying, which is why, Mark, I wanted you to bring you on because. When we look at this statue, President Trump's not doing anything that hasn't been done by a president before him. Correct. And, and for them to say, now, Mark, do you not agree with me, or let me know if you agree with me or not, that if, if, if national emergency declaration by a president is so bad, then why don't they repeal the statue? Um, now, I ponder that for a minute, Mark, because uh, we're going to go into our next break, and this is just flying by. Um, so, so. Ponder that. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back on point with Victor. You're listening to America's Web Radio. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 
and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at EHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, we're back. Uh, you're listening to America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armendariz. Uh, again, look me up, folks, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. All right, let's get back to Mark. Uh, so, Mark, so so tell me, it, it, am I being illogical by by assuming that if, according to the Democrats, the national emergency statute, if it's so bad, then why don't they just repeal it? Well, because they want it to use. That's why. Amen to that. They would rather fight you in court. And see, I don't remember a lot of lawsuits being fired at Obama every time he did something silly. Well, no, the Republicans have no backbone. Well, the establishment does So every time that Trump does something for this country, they fire off lawsuits in the Ninth District. And it's just, it's incredible that... See, and I, and I have to point out, I have a real beef with the Republicans, and if any Republicans are listening, sorry, but that's my problem. You had the House and the Congress for two years, you had the Senate and the Congress for two years, both houses, and you didn't get anything done. They didn't even try, Mark. Okay, because you know what the problem was? They were afraid of Trump because he is non-traditional, because he cares about the darn country, and he's not mm-hmm. following the stay-in-power plan. Well, Trump okay. Trump had the audacity to put America first. He had and, the audacity. And that doesn't fit with their narrative. No, it doesn't. And Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but the number one job of the president of the United States, per the United States Constitution, is to secure the the, the security of the United States and its citizens. Common defense. That's uh, his number one. Exactly. And and the the and, and you know that's a good point too, Mark. Everything they're fighting Trump on, just about almost everything that they're fighting him on, are things that he's trying to do here on our soil, things that he's doing here that will help Americans, whether it be protect Americans, whether it be to move government regulation out of the way, whether it be to lower taxation so business investments can happen and jobs can be created and and unemployment can go down. Listen, Obama, remember, what, has he got a magic wand? Yeah, well, I guess he got one from Harry Potter. How do you like that? I guess he did. He's a who knew he was a wizard. Yep, um, it's working. But but you know it, it just it. But you're right, Mark. I, it, it bothers me too. These establishment Republicans and 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 that's why on this show, um, I, I will not hold back to blast the establishment Republicans when they deserve it. And Mark, you know what it is. The swamp is a club. And neither side wanted Trump in. And what, what they're both doing right now is they're trying to set an example so that no other businessman or no other person outside of politics has the audacity to even think about running. You see, the problem is is that he's got the American people, 
and he's got their backs. And for the first time in God knows how many years, that's the way it's going. Not since Roosevelt, mm-hmm. when that was going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's putting America in the driver's seat again. We're being respected. Remember the trade deal with Mexico and Canada? It's never going to happen. Yeah. Well, guess what? It and how about North Korea? We're at war mm-hmm. with them. He's, he's going to get us into a war. He's got mm-hmm. his finger on the button. Look out. Everybody launching missiles. Or in AOC's uh, world, <laughs> we're going to launch the trains against their <laughs> missiles. So now all of a sudden, oh, he gave away the farm. Well, what did he give them? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's, he's not getting the deal done. They have no idea how to do things because they've never done anything. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with both the Republicans and the Congress. In the Congress... I don't know what they're doing besides investigating. They're investigating the investigations. On the House side, Mark, that's all they know how to do. The Democrats took power. And, and you know, oddly enough, Mark, they, they did not run. Well, most of those Democrats that are in didn't run saying that they were going to investigate, investigate, investigate. In fact, Pelosi was trying to was uh, telling Maxine Waters to basically shut up and don't talk about impeachment. <laughs> Omar um, to shut up, and, and it didn't work. Yeah, and she's and now she's having to tell Omar to shut up, and and so, but here we are. Now they've taken control, and what? Are and they and to my Jewish friends, yeah, just keep voting Democrat. Mark, oh my goodness, Mark, thanks so much for bringing that. I don't know if you heard the first hour, uh, but we I heard portions of it. We talked about that, Mark. I, I, I in fact, I mentioned I, I am baffled daily that the Jewish people. The majority of them continue to vote Democrat. And I, what the heck is going on in New York, Mark? Because there's so many of our good brethren there who just continue to vote for their own demise. Because we are like lemmings. Everybody's going over the same cliff. We follow the one in front of us. Instead of using our God-given sense, you know, I, I look at Cuomo, my favorite idiot of the year. Okay. Instead of saying, you know what, let's see if we can cut New York taxes, he's suing the federal government for putting the cap on what mm. he can run his, his state into the ground. Right. I mean, they're looking at things from the back end. You, you, you know, when you talk to the horse, you don't talk to the back end. You try to figure out what he's doing at the front. Well, but well the Democrats, Democrats go to the back end. Well, well their symbol is a donkey. Ah, good point. <laughs> Maybe that's where they're confused. I think they are confused. Um, you can't straighten it out by making it worse. You can't. Well, Mark, let me ask you this. What What's your suggestion for Trump? Uh, just maybe to get into a little bit of, of my uh, what I would tell Trump segment. Um, you know, you're, you're the OK. Mark Kalman, you are the president of the United States. You're you're in Trump's shoes and you've declared a national emergency. You have shown that there are bad people coming across the border. And we're not saying they're all bad because, look, my family lives. I have lots of family in Mexico and there are some good, good, good people that do want to come here for a better life. But you cannot escape the fact that there are bad people coming over. There are gang members coming over. There are people coming over that are yeah, shooting Americans. Long Island. Exactly. Oh, a huge problem in Long Island with the gangs from MS-13. And they're coming across, not the northern border, they're coming across the southern border. And then you've got um, criminals, known criminals from Guatemala, from Nicaragua, from Venezuela, that are coming over the Mexican border, and then they shoot poor uh, innocent uh, American citizens like Katie and, and some of these other uh, angel families who have been victims of this crime. So, Mark, you are president. President Collins, so you... I'll tell you exactly what I'd do. Well, I want to know. novel, out-of-the-box thought, I'd find the most conservative federal district court, and I would commence an action to stop Congress from interfering 
with the president exercising his constitutional rights. And that would jam up the Ninth Circuit because they will not overturn another circuit's ruling, mm. which is what happens all the time in the Ninth Circuit. Once the circuit court has ruled on it, they're not going to overrule another court. They're going to say, you know what, go to the Supreme Court, which, as we all know, you know, will be retired by the time they hear the case. <laughs> this is true. And, and with uh, our chief justice having a brain fart lately, uh, I, don't, um, I, don't I don't know wanna, what's going on over there. I do not want know what is wrong with John Roberts. Other than I've, I've never seen a conserv, I've never he, seen a liberal go conservative, but somehow or another. We have conservatives who flip and go liberal. Well, you know, I, I don't even like to refer to the justices as liberal or, or, or conservative. I, I, I would like to think that they're constitutionalists. Now, we know that, a, that all the uh, Democrat-appointed judges, none of them are constitutional judges. They're all activists, and they are liberal. Um, my, you know what my hunch is about John Roberts? I think he's a never-Trumper. And, and that might be. And unfortunately, I, w- I was hoping that he would have the character to be a constitutional judge and and put away have words his, with Trump. Oh yeah. Well, look what he did when he came out and come on. When was the last time a chief justice came out and and actually replied in public to what to something a president has said? I think it was three weeks from never. Exactly. And uh, so I believe John Roberts is is a never Trumper, and unfortunately, he's you know the the one person you would want to be able to separate personality from the Constitution would be Chief Justice Roberts, and it doesn't look like he's going to do it. Um, so, so, so I understand. So I agree. I, I like that idea, Mark. So, so as, as president, you, yeah, you would try and, and... You know what? If, if you are firing weapons at me, I'm going to turn around and start fire my same weapons back at you. Well, you and have we're not doing to. that as conservatives. We're just... The conservatives are busy working. Yeah. I don't have yeah. time to protest. I don't know about the liberals. I don't know how they have all this time to protest. Well, because they're getting their living wage from Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez. You know, and, and listen, their brilliant move of raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour, how'd that work out for all of them who are now unemployed? Exactly. It hurts the very people that they say they're trying to help. Uh, I mean, it just blows my mind. But uh, so, so, Mark, so let me ask you this. So now you're, you, you've done that. You, you've gone in. You found the conservative court. And you're trying to gum up the works in the Ninth Circus. So now the Democrats are going to come, which is what's coming next. They're going to say uh, Trump has no authorization to put money towards the wall. Well, I now tell me if I'm wrong, Mark. I believe the money that's there, that Trump is looking to move, he's just moving. He's not allocating new monies. Correct. Now, I agree he's, he's that President, bringing, the, the executive uh, cannot allocate money, but he correct. sure can move money that has been there allocated. There is what they call fungible monies, and I'll give you a little bit of a rundown is the DOD has an augmented existing drug fund, counter-drug, okay? That's about $2.5 billion. And I'm taking the information off the website of the White House, if anybody's interested, right? DOD Transfer Authority is provided under Section 8005, okay, of the FY19 DOD Appropriations Act, right? DOD has relied upon general transfer of authority for up to $4 billion within the DOD budget, okay? Hmm. So he can take that money. Right. The Treasury has also identified six hundred and one million. I don't know how they got the one, but six hundred and one million that will be available for DHS for law enforcement, border security efforts. Right. So there's definitely money that he can move around. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got one point three seven five billion appropriated by Congress. Okay. That's the first he was given. He's got three point one billion under the other statutory authorities to move that money around. And he's got about $3.6 billion in the military budget for construction funds. Mm-hmm. And he's already said that he's going to make, because they're working on housing, 
mm-hmm. for the military. He's already said that's fully funded. He's not taking that money away, although the Democrats were yelling about that. But if they bothered to listen for five seconds and shut up, right. they would know that he's not doing that. Right. But they can't stop themselves. You know, Mark, I, I would say that, that some of them, maybe I'm giving some Democrats too much credit, but I think some of them probably do realize it, but they know that the dumb masses, and, I, and that's masses, M-A-S-S-S, um, yes, dumb masses out there are just going to take the narrative and eat it up and run with it. Uh, they're not well, going to buy it. Well, because you have echo chambers, CNN, MSNBC, oh. uh, CBS, ABC. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many echo chambers do they need? It's amazing how if they come out and they say the sky is purple, every news station says the sky is purple. The sky is purple. <laughs> and, doesn't and, matter what facts are. They <laughs> have their own facts. Yeah, and, and you're crazy if you point out the truth. Yep. <laughs> so. I did want to bounce off with you. What do you think of this AOC stuff? Well, Mark, I will tell you, um, I, I can't. I do find it a little bit humorous that uh, that she's caught herself into some hot water, and I do believe the facts that are starting to come out does not look good for her. Um, Mark, we're going to have to. Mark, we're going to have to hold that uh, for next for next time. Uh, we have reached the end of the show. I want to thank Mark the Shark, the guru of lawyers. I want to thank him for being on. That's uh, great clarity that he always brings to the show. Um, Thank you guys for listening. This is has been On Point with Victor. We will be back next week, so uh, make sure you tune in. America's Web Radio. Um, I, I, I thank you again for listening, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Goodbye. Take care, everybody. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.